Hello everyone and welcome to episode 48 of UK League Chat. Joined this week by Dragdar. We've got him in because, um, yeah, just after last week, it turns out we've, I needed some backup in the tea and tea and biscuits debate and, and Dragdar here isn't a tea fan either. But yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to, you know, get us too far this off track. We but... pick our guests now, <laughs> exactly. isn't it? We're like, yeah. right, yeah, tea drinker, non-tea drinker. Yeah. You've got to balance it. If, you know? if Tom messages me and he says, oh, I've got someone on for this week, then I, I know I'm in for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, Dragdar, how are you? How is it? Uh, how is it? You know, being on a successful NLC team at the moment. How is it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm glad that sentence can be used to describe me at this point. Honestly, I've. Uh, <laughs> I've had some experiences on teams in the past. That I've not been too happy with, but yeah, I'd, I'd describe as successful NLC team. I'm really happy with that. Brilliant. Don't worry. We'll definitely be talking about a couple of those. I think, as well. like, don't, don't you worry. Yeah, I, just, I can escape. But... Just in case. We'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about a role swap. You know, you, you, oh, you know, like everything. Don't you yeah, worry. I've heard of some players that role swapped in the past. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, let's kind of start maybe even a little bit before the role swap. Um, and kind of one reason we wanted to get you on as well is not only because obviously you're doing well right now with um, Singularity in the uh, in the NLC. Um, but you're also someone that's had some success through that kind of whole UK pyramid now. So you you first kind of got into the league. Am I right? It was in, I think, first off, maybe in like Forge of Champions. So I think your first your first proper split, at least, if I'm right, was with um, Diabolus. Um, so kind of how did that come about? Was that, had you sort of had offers before? Is it Was it appearing in Forge of Champions kind of, kind of gave you a taste for it and you started trying out for teams? How did that kind of happen? Um... Okay, so that yeah, it's it's a long story, <laughs> and the honest truth of it is, and I'll start it off with this line: I never intended on ever playing competitive in the first place. Like that was never my interests. I kind of just played solo Q league for fun, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, because I hated the game. You know, at the same time, like everyone does in solo Q. But yeah, I played it for fun, and I ended up getting quite high on the ladder, like um, just reaching challenger. Uh, you know, around season six, season seven. Um, and then someone added me on my friends list because when you get on the ladder, a lot of people just randomly add you. And it was a name PGA Deathlord. And I thought, <laughs> I thought this is just some random guy asking for like his account to be boosted or something like you <laughs> normally get when you're on the ladder. Uh, and it turned out he was a, a manager for a Div Two German team or something like that. Um, but yeah, he actually had connections in the scene um, with the UK. Um, and when I had played with him, he realised he's like okay, maybe we shouldn't jail this player on a team we don't think he's worth being. Because he, he saw value in me, and I really appreciate that guy. This, it, like, I still think of him to this day because he started my career. And he contacted someone called Karos, who, was, who is the manager of um, hybrid esports. I think they're currently in one of the Telia leagues um, in Sweden. Yeah, I think they're in the Nordics because they, they did this thing, didn't they, at one point where it was like they wanted to do the UK and then they also wanted to do the Nordics and kind of have two separate brands. But yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. are in Telia now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Um, but he was looking to play in the Forge of Champions. And initially, because I had never played competitive and no one had ever heard of me, I was just a solo, solo key player. He contacted Karos and Karos just said, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're interested. You know, they do that thing where they, where they message you, but they don't really, you know, contact back. Um, and then, you know, that was the end of it. I never considered like anything more. I didn't contact anyone. I didn't even have Twitter at that point. Like I didn't know anything about, um, you know, networking through that. Um, and then come to the qualifiers for the Forge of Champions, the initial AD carry, and I'm sure you'll all know this name, Rabstar, is who they plan to have for um, hybrid in the Forge of Champions. Um, 
And then on the day of the qualifiers, 20 minutes before the first game was going to start, Ravstar told them, oh, by the way, guys, I can't play. Like, you have to do something. You just can't play. And they almost got disqualified because they didn't have a player in time. And then um, Karos, I was his last resort. He subbed me in. Um, and then I ended up playing the qualifiers for hybrid in the Ford of Champions. And um, we got into the main event. Um, and that's where we actually had a good showing. I think we beat Bulldogs in the first round. And then we actually took a game of Excel um, in, in the next best of three. Obviously, we ended up losing it. And that was with me, Heathen in support, which who's in the UK EL right now. Um, Zyko, I'm sure a lot of UK players will recognize that name. Um, Blyce and someone called Diablo. Um, so yeah, I, I never trialed for hybrid or anything. I kind of just got thrown in as a replacement for Rabstar. Um, and I did decently well, you know, I, I went like 15 or no or something against a game in Excel. Um, and then that's how some people started recognizing me in the UK scene. Again, at that point, I still didn't have Twitter. Um, and then Heathen, who is my support, told me, oh, by the way, you should probably get Twitter because that's how mm -hmm. most of the times you get trials and things like that. Um, that's just the best way to network for trials on teams. And again, I still had no interest in playing at all. So I just, I didn't, I didn't do it. I went back to playing solo queue. And then Heathen, again, my, my support at the time, ended up on Diablos um, in the UK LC from doing its trials. And they initially had Koki as their AD carry. So, you know, another AD carry. Um, that I was meant to play, and then a week before the league started, uh, Koki had some personal issues, and he couldn't play. And then uh, Heathen, obviously because I'd played with him on hybrid, recommended me to Diablos, and they reached out to me, like, yo, do you, do you, do you want to play for Diablos? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I had no LFTs, no, you know, like contacting orgs or anything. I just got thrust into the league. And honestly, for me, that was a blessing. It looks like the most lucky series of events that could have happened like a lot of players i see like complain about not get, being given opportunities and i kind of just you know waltzed my way in there without mm -hmm. having to do any hard work <laughs> um yeah and, and and i played decently well on diabolus in that split and um obviously at that point i had to take it a bit more serious because i really enjoyed the um like the adrenaline rush of playing competitive obviously i was crack nervous at the time like seeing all these big names i'd recognized before you know when Fnatic and excel was still in the uklc mm -hmm. um but yeah, um, that's when I finally put out my LFT. Funnily enough, the only time I've ever put out an LFT ended me on Demise, which is the most disastrous. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about Demise a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think what's really interesting um, about kind of that journey is the fact that you, it, one, um, I, I, sorry, because I forgot you mentioned the guy at the beginning, but it was the most League of Legends kind of name I'd ever <laughs> yeah. seen it's like i feel like you you always see that in like dota or league of legends like they're yeah, the yeah. two titles so that's great but i think what's what's really interesting is that you kind of don't know sometimes when you can kind of take something which is just like a passion into a hobby into something a little yeah. bit more serious and so it, it's that kind of ladder and we've seen it with like a, a few people now especially in the uk scene it never it's never been a thing in the uk scene where it's like right i want to do this straight away it always starts off with just something which is like i'm just having a bit of fun and you know i think we had it with with goldberg where goldberg was like oh I'm, he had like the opposite thing where he was like oh i'm this is kind of like my final chance and then suddenly another chance would come well with you it's like oh i didn't really want to do it but then actually something keeps happening to make yeah, me yeah. do this <laughs> It, it was at that point, like the second time, you were like, "Okay, maybe this is this is too much of a coincidence." Yeah, Heathen's yeah. partners. Uh, yeah, there's something wrong with Heathen's partners, maybe. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the stars really did align for me in my career. Uh, and only did I realize, like, having talked to the players that actually go out of their way and put the effort in to contact teams and do trials, like, how much of a, I don't want to use the word blessing, but blessing it was to just be, like, thrust into that position for essentially free. Like, I, just, I mean, obviously, I, I put in my part by playing well, but, like, mm -hmm. I didn't do that you know the other half of finding a team which is the networking and and contact contacting and reaching out um and at that point i was like you know maybe this is what i'm meant to do for now you know like uh, and, and i took it and ran with it you know mm -hmm. Had you... as well with the um with sorry italy uh sorry. with the diablos one this was the year was this the split after that they had won the regular season as well yeah so, i was gonna say they, they i was gonna say that because that was with like the um like, was it that like Kerberos, Krogson, all them yeah, lot? So yeah. I was going to say, did you had you followed the scene at all before? Because that was like quite a roster to fin follow up as well. I think they got to EU Masters that team as well. I believe I, they did, yeah. I did not. So there was no like pressure <laughs> of thinking, oh shit, they did. You know, they did good last time. Better, <laughs> better keep I, it up. I, I didn't know anyone. I, I recognized Kerb's name in solo queue and mm -hmm. saw he had the name DBL, and that was just after I had finished with Hybrid, and I was like that's a team in the UKLC, isn't it? So I'd always like try and talk to him as my way of like networking to get in. Um, but, you know, obviously he didn't care about random solo queue players. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, the split wasn't too bad either. I'm just kind of just looking through um, back on like Leaguepedia, Forge of Champions was when that came around as well. You guys finished second, which was pretty decent. I think you beat XL as well, right? Was that... Uh, no, no, no. Did they, yeah, XL in the Forge... In Forge, that time around, they were playing, like, ZAD carry and stuff like that just to have fun <laughs> against, uh, I think it was Barrage at the time, and they took them out. Oh, but, yeah. oh, yeah, and then you beat Barrage, yeah. So, technically, yeah. you beat the team which beat XL. So, you would have beaten XL. Yeah. yeah. That's the thought I slept on at night after. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Forge of Champions treated you well. How, uh, was, how was it doing the... Um the tower for because uh, you know what there's there's not many times that we get to talk about this cup format um <laughs> anymore and i know it's one of lee's favorite topics um like how was it doing this kind of cup format because for it felt like diablos never had like a, any major issues with it compared to i would say what other organizations mm -hmm. did I, I look at especially like probably like m, &M and barrage being the two which always seem to not really like it with terms of how the scheduling was but yeah. how was it for kind of for you with this cup format i mean again for me at the time i still wasn't fully invested in playing league so i didn't really mind too much about it but looking back on it like we weren't too gated by it because i think a lot of the teams that we got in the first um whatever you want to call it section of the tower format um we ended up getting like a few of the teams that weren't like super amazing or like unbeatable per se. So we weren't put in the situation where we only got to play one game a week. But I did see a lot of the uh, like drama about it by um, I think it was Barrage at the time. It's like, oh, you know, you, you get game one of the week and you're against Fnatic's like, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But but for us, it wasn't, I don't think it was an issue. I mean, my, my main goal at the time and still is now was just trying to play well because i was really nervous so <laughs> didn't Fair really enough. matter who i was against well talking of um playing well then so after the diabolus was obviously the the demise roster um so i don't really know how to start with that kind of just 
what did happened? Did you know you were going to play support? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we just? Did you not know that you were going to play support? No. The funny thing was, I I was kind of talked into believing it was a good idea at the time. I like I I maybe maybe I was just tricking myself because it was so dire at that point already. But I was like, yeah, m- maybe this is a good idea. And then looking back at it now, it's uh, yeah. Hmm. What was it then? Just even was it even just like a, I don't know, like after a first couple of losses, just everyone sort of lost their confidence and it couldn't couldn't seem to kind of get it back or. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of drama with Demise currently in the scene, um, and I would say it's somewhat related to that. And it's this, it was that the management, pre- like presiding over it, did not keep track of anything that was going on internally with the team at the time, um, and basically the owner had just given the coach. Which, you know, like, I don't want to throw all the blame on him, so I'm not just going to say his name, but, you know, people that want to look it up can look it up. Um, he was given just essentially all of the power um, to control every every decision, like a di- dictatorship on his own, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically all the internal workings of the team was just controlled by the temperament of, like, how the coach felt. So if he felt that things weren't going right, things are going to change. Like, it wasn't under our control, you know. And... Um, from scrims and things like that, we've played it four or so live games with Monkis as jungle and Calhera in uh, support, mm-hmm. uh, and we were just losing every scrim and just not playing well. We didn't mesh well together as a team, and um, maybe this is me reading into it, but I felt that the coach didn't want that kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for like stain on his career maybe or something mm-hmm. like that so he needed to fix it immediately well you know my belief is a team like if you can get over that that you know slump phase as a team then that's generally better than replacing players because that never goes well as i uh, as i've experienced at least unless um, it's so... monk at mid yeah that was changed straight away <laughs> rightfully so yeah but, uh... understandably so but um yeah he just thought this isn't good enough and I don't want to look like I'm losing everything, so I'm going to switch the players. Um, and then it got to a point where he wanted Rolf Chen in the jungle on the mm-hmm. team. And unfortunately, he was not a UK resident like Monkis was, so we needed to get rid of Calhera was the decision because we felt as though um, the rest of us were playing well, and those were the two key points. Obviously, this is, you know, from the coach's perspective, I don't just want to look mm-hmm. like I'm flaming players. Um, and so we had Rabstar as the sub, and we had already um, swapped too many players uh, at the limit that we couldn't add another player to the roster. So they had, the with... yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they had the talk with me, and it's like, okay, we need another UK player. There's no one left, and we can't add anyone, and we have you and Rabstar. What are we going to do? And he said, what are we going to do? He looked at me and I could tell he's like, you're going to play support. But um, yeah, I mean, the talks were, okay, Rabstar didn't feel comfortable playing support because he felt like he would not play it very well, whether or not I was the better AD carry at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want to get into a debate about that. It's like, whatever. Um, so I just took it upon me and I was like, you know, I love off-rolling support and I'm pretty good at it. You know, I've seen my thresh in eight rounds. It's pretty decent. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll... I'll play support for Ravstar 
which I thought was a good decision at the time. But uh, looking back on it, <laughs> I think you guys were like, didn't you like win the first two games though? I was looking, we, we did. I was looking back Believe for it. Or not, but I think that was fake data. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, it, the team environment was still like toxic, like yeah. very, very poisonous vibes. Like I've never felt more uncomfortable in the team, honestly. Um, and that in itself is gonna like uh, doom a team to fail, you know, if, if you're not all vibing and connecting. So. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's also funny as well because you say that obviously Rabstar was the ADC then, that you replaced Rabstar right at the beginning and then yes. you're now supporting <laughs> Rabstar. I'm glad you pointed that out. Me and Rabstar have a interesting twist of fate in the league scene. We always somehow end up connecting with each other in one way or another. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But then, so then, well, after that, like it clearly didn't work. I think for anybody involved, like and especially. You, you looked at someone kind of like at like monkeys as like the main mm-hmm. thing like obviously you looked at what he did at diablos and then he, he's kind of not really picked it up since unfortunately you know yeah. it, it's been difficult for him for a lot of teams now and mm-hmm. um, so it kind of highlights how sometimes like one like bad team and one kind of bad like environment especially at a semi-pro level could could be it you know yeah. it takes a lot of time to kind of work your way back up and essentially, mm. that's what you had to do, isn't it? Because you went on to hybrid then after that. So how did that kind of come about? Uh, I don't think it was hybrid after that, was it? Um, uh, was it Resolve after? Oh, for spring. right. I think I know what you're talking about. I played in a yeah, qualifier. You did, the, you did the qualifiers, uh, yeah. Yeah. You got the, uh, the qualifiers. Yeah, that was just a small little side thing. Like, during that entire period, I was already decided that I was going to join Resolve. But um, oh, okay. Karos reached out to me and he was like, you're a very good AD carry. Can you get me into this league? And then, you know, you can do what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you got me to even have a career at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, I'll help you out. You know, like I wanted to pay back. What you've got to do is you've got to think about your movie. Yeah. You, you had okay. no offers. Yeah. And then okay. hybrid came in and they were like, <laughs> we've got these qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> give you this shot. You know, you smashed it in the qualifiers. You qualified with them, I believe, true, as well. Next thing yeah. you know, you're, you're back in the UK scene. You're bringing, Next you're thing you know, Excel's knocking out my door. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> um, Saying that, they were, in, yeah. they were in Twitch chat, so you never know. But um, So how did that come resolved then? Because that was obviously as the NLC... Oh, no, that was... With that, Yeah, that would have been as the NLC was formed, right, for that split. So was there... Was there a chance you could have ended up in the NLC at that point, or um, with the merger, did you not get many offers or trials? I did get a few trials, but myself, because I was still at that point fairly new to like playing competitive, and I did still didn't understand like the entire managerial side of things and systems and how that worked. So I got a few trials, but my confidence was very low after coming like seventh, I think it was in the UKLC, mm-hmm. in which honestly I felt. In, was a league with not too much competition anyway like on paper the players we had in that roster should have done much better than we did um and i was really really not confident um and that affected like how i performed in trials and stuff like that obviously i didn't even put out an lft because at that point i thought an lft was cursed because when i didn't put one out i got better offers <laughs> i'm joking that's why i genuinely didn't put an LFT out. um and then rye the owner of Resolve mm-hmm. messaged me and he was complete startup company. Um, you know, no one had ever heard of them. And he was, his like idea was to climb through the new pyramid that had formed, which was UKL, UKLC, NLC. Um, and obviously 
the one thing I had been told getting advice from, you know, every player that was in the scene at the time, because I was still new, was avoid the shady new orgs. Like, avoid them all. And he came to me with, like, promising so many different things, you know. And I was like, okay, what, whatever, man. Like, this is a load of rubbish. It's hard, isn't it? Because the UK scene's been tainted, I think, especially, like, with, like organizations yeah. saying, we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does, like, mm -hmm. let's be honest. I mean, the fact that this and Monster were in the same time period, you know, <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I mean, I, I had to be careful, right? And then um, he brought me into a call and he like, just, he, he described the plans by word of mouth, um, you know, genuinely. And that gave me a bit more confidence in the plan because um, I, I, I like that underdog story of climbing from the bottom to the top, which is why I was so keen on joining it. Um, but yeah, and at that point he told me, they had no funding, they couldn't pay me. And that I was actually completely fine with because I'm, you know, this is a bit of a tangent, but I'm of the opinion that, you know, on whatever decision you can make to get yourself to the LEC is bigger than whatever salary you're going to get mm -hmm. at this point. Because, you know, one month in LEC is more salary than you're going to get in like two years of ERL, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking, okay, if this is going to progress my career, whether I get paid or not, um, you know, I don't mind. And Rai told me about, okay, we're going to start in the UK LC, which I'll get to later, which we didn't end up starting in, but it's whatever. <laughs> uh, and then climbed to the top and he told me all the business plans were happening, the sponsorships that we're going to get. And I, I really liked it. Like, I thought this was brilliant. I thought this is better than like most of the orgs that are currently in the UK LC now and what they're offering. Um, and as you've come to see, like the things are all coming true, you know, they've got their brilliant roster in the UK LC. Um, and obviously I was coming off like the low from last bit. So I thought I'm going to give this a shot going from the from the bottom to the top um obviously we had intended in starting the uklc with that roster of uh arturis linces pillar me and rickley um and honestly i think we, we 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 probably would have done very well in the uklc i don't think we would have promoted in that split um but when it came to the qualifier i think we could have done more to push it but we were really like overconfident thinking we were just kind of breathe through it and we did like we did and a bit of the formatting made it so you know even though we smashed bulldogs in the qualifier they got in and we didn't but you know if we were truly good enough we would have got in like mm -hmm. I, i'm of that opinion um so we didn't get in we lost to london i think yes um, I, I believe it was oh mm -hmm. two and i was going to kind of touch on that it's like mm -hmm. because i think like london was kind of another side which was quite a, a new team which is also building itself like when going into that game did, were you were you confident going in because i feel like london have kind of always been this kind of underdog or at least from even from the start right now mm -hmm. um it's funny because the two teams that i did trial for the uklc qualifiers were london and resolve um <laughs> and it was basically between those two and then uh they got the ad carry golden god who had played in the um prime league pro div and they can mm -hmm. turn him down so obviously i went in with a vendetta like i'm gonna smash these guys you know like uh, <laughs> so yeah i liked everyone that was on the roster like i had no issues with them but like the competitive fire mm -hmm. and it was like no I need, I need to show them why they didn't pick me you know um which ended up buying me in the ass but uh yeah no i think i we went in too confident and i think that was the issue um because we thought we could just you know rest on our laurels and smash every team and get into the uklc so I don't think we um, practiced as diligently as we could have. Um, and then, well, you know, 
it 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 paid us back in the end by um London who were you know they played well like I'm not going to say they didn't they completely outclassed us in the in the uh, qualifier and well we ended up in the UK AL which I don't I don't hate too much like I wasn't very upset with that having gone through it you know at the time I was like okay like maybe I shouldn't play professionally anymore you know or wasn't even <laughs> pro anymore but, <laughs> um no I, I I enjoyed my time there which mm-hmm. it was good. Are you glad that you kind of stuck with it into the UKL? Because obviously what happened after that was actually, you know, quite a lot of success following that, you know. Yeah, yeah. You topped it. Uh, you you got promoted, I believe, with them as well. I think you stayed yeah. with them through the promotion. So you did eventually get there. You just never got to yeah, yeah. play a match, technically, yeah. really, for it. Um, no, it was a good experience. Um, I mean, first of all, I got to play against my pardon me, old support heathen. Which I mean, I love that guy. He was, he's such a nice guy, and you know, it's fun. But um, I think for us, uh, playing in the UKL on Resolve is really um, uh, a sort of, well, at least for the newer players, like a wake-up call to say you should always be playing your best. You know, like it, it doesn't matter how easy you think it is. Like playing to the peak of your performance is what you should always be striving to do. Um, and we got to you know bond through that. Like we actually worked hard because we were like a lot of players that. You know, let's say may or not, maybe shouldn't have been in the UKL in the first place, like in terms of um, like skill and, and pedigree and whatnot. Um, you know, you could argue that whatever, I, I don't mind. But um, yeah, we we realised having playing in the league that like our, our practice was all shaped by you know the scrims and stuff like that. And honestly, just having met all five of those, all four of those players was just a really nice experience for me, um, and also very nice to actually see on the numbers that i've won something in the past year you know my eyes i kind of needed that um yeah no it's a good experience and um i think you know talking about the ukl i think it's kind of crazy to me that there is like a direct linear pathway to the top you know for me like if i was new and i saw that that'd be like so exciting to me you know motivation like, isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of like, you know kind of like, while there's not really a direct kind of, like, from NLC to, like, LEC, you know, you kind of have a little bit with kind mm-hmm. of going into academies and stuff like that, but, like, you yeah. know that at least at the max where you can get known to a fact where you could go to EU Masters, which is, yeah. like, very much a point of that you can get seen. And so yeah. the know that you can actually, as a UK player now, you know, not just kind of have the null or not just have belong, but actually have a competitive system, which goes up as well, I, th- I think it's beneficial to all. Yeah, definitely. So then once um, once you got promoted then with Resolve, was there part of you that, that kind of wanted to even stay and, and kind of keep the journey going? Or or had you thought at that point that, you know, you proved enough and that you wanted to make that step up? Um, yeah, no, for me, definitely at the beginning of the off-season, um, I wanted to follow through with my philosophy of how I believe a team to be something that should, like, stick together for a long term. Um, and that the value of sticking together for a long term is infinitely more valuable than just getting five very good players to randomly mm-hmm. uh, throw together and hope they get some you know good results you know that eventually just run away the next bit like I, that idea of a team to me doesn't doesn't really sound right so at the beginning of it I was like I mean I, I told them by uh, loosely that like if I don't get anything like really amazing I'm 99 percent want to stay with you guys and because mm-hmm. I, I really believed in the goal that Rai had and that's going from the bottom to the top with 
like a family almost like culture with the team um so yeah i told them i i, I really want to um stay but then the same philosophies that i held were not held by some of the players on the roster at the time um and some of them believed that they could and rightfully so believe that they could um do better uh, and play better uh, play in a better league or make more money or so and mm -hmm. not that i judge any of them but um for me while i do believe um in that sort of philosophy of keeping a team together i wasn't really interested if i didn't believe that the team would promote yeah. and at the time they were not struggling but finding it difficult to find players um that were of that caliber but by my assessment um and so i didn't really while i believed in the idea i didn't trust that it would work as smoothly especially as we didn't even get into the uklc the split prior you know like i mm -hmm. didn't want um to wait another split let's say um and so luckily for me um artorius the top laner um of resolve um he invited me to his like uk league buddies server which his brother was in um prosper mm -hmm. um and through just you know spending time with those lot and having fun and stuff like that and connecting um you know i came to realize that i really liked playing with prosper you know um then he'd come off the back of being in korea and having taken a split off um so he was quite... saving eu solo key and saving <laughs> EU, just his, his, his night job <laughs> yeah Korean solo queue player by day, saving EG solo queue <laughs> by night, you know. Um, yeah, no, and that's how I came to met him and, and Nolte as well. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're both in server. And, you know, I realized, like, just outside of how well they play the game, that I interacted with them well, you know. Um, and that adhered to my philosophy of a team and where everyone should be getting on and, and bonding and stuff like that. Um, and then when it came to the off season, um, Obviously, I got a few trials here and there with uh, other NLC teams, but um, with Singularity, um, the managing staff was Torok and Kiao at the time, and all the way back to the off-season where I was choosing between London and um, Resolve, Torok was actually overseeing the trials for London. Um, there's a lot of nepotism going on here. <laughs> that That's League, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and he'd... he'd you know, noted me at the time, and he saw that I played very well in the trials. Eventually, he left London halfway through to join Singularity in that split, mm -hmm. so he knew about me, um, mm -hmm. and he he messaged me, hit me up quite early on in the off season, um, and he was like, "You're in a trial." Um, I performed uh, well. I mean, I don't really have an ego, but I would say I performed pretty well. I'd say <laughs> I did pretty well, um, and so yeah, he was quite interested in me and having me on the board and Prosper. I mean, I don't want to disclose too much, you know, about his details. This is privacy. Like, I don't want to say too much about it. But essentially, um, there weren't too many ideal options for him. Um, and then he reached out to all the NLC. I think he said this publicly anyway. He reached out to all the NLC yeah. orgs. They all they all contacted him back quite positively, but with delay, other than one org, and that was uh, that was Singularity. Um, and he, you know, from uh, playing with him a few times, you know. Um, you know, in the server with Artorias and I'm not just like, oh, you know, Dragdar's probably going to be in the roster, you know, um, that sounds good. And then um, because of how upfront and honest uh, Torok and Kiao were in the uh, roster signing process, um, 
that was something Prosper's like integrity was really on board with. Um, and he's like, okay, um, let, let's lock Prosper and Dragdor in for the bot lane. Um, yeah, and that's how the starting of the roster building for Singularity um, began. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lee, so, yeah, not making wild accusations. <laughs> yeah, God. It was tongue-in-cheek, don't worry. <laughs> Nope, I think um, I think I do want to actually kind of like I'm I'm doing what leaders. I want to do bring it back a little bit <laughs> um, because um, people will will say like you know when you said that a lot of them kind of went on to do other things with with the resolve group. Mm -hmm. um, you weren't lying. Like two of them now are in the prime league uh, uh, ad hoc. Obviously, Artorius has stayed with Resolve. Mm -hmm. I believe the uh, I believe the mid lane is at, at demise now. But like that kind of shows the the talent of the squad. The fact that you know you've got you've got two which have gone. Well, three which have gone to kind of top tier ERLs in, the, in terms of the first division were you in the NLC, and then we've had with the the jungler and support. So it, it really does show that actually for a third division side, like you you don't, you wouldn't see that that often, really. I think mm -hmm. the, the only other one which I can think of was in the was in the UK LC, and I believe it was Alex. I think he was a jungler who's now gone. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Mad Lions, isn't it? Is it Mad Lions? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's like the talent is is there and it kind of highlights mm -hmm. the, the importance of these kind of divisions because mm -hmm. maybe if there wasn't anything like that and it would have just been like a here's a random qualifier to try and get into the NLC, you know, anything can kind of happen in those situations. Yeah. The, when you said about like the playing in the UK yeah, in the first place, like you didn't mind it if it was for the sake of development. Was there any part of you that thought maybe it was too much of a jump to go from there straight to the NLC and maybe it would be better to, I don't know, kind of get used to UKLC first and, and work your way up through there? So was there a part of it that thought, you know, that there's a chance it could be too much at once or or had the maybe trials gone good and, and you were doing well against other um, sort of normal NLC players and, and thought it would be all right? Mm -hmm. I think the caveat to the point of, climbing through the leagues is that if you hit a very well not very but decently high elo in solo queue you can sort of jump the fences a little bit mm -hmm. you know like you, you can climb the the leagues um quite quickly because uh, i mean i don't 100 percent attribute like solo queue to skill but um if you can sit around challenger even the bottom of challenger is fine it's indicative of the fact that you can sit at the top caliber of caliber of players, right? Um, and for me, at that point, I was, you know, around about 700 something LP challenger. Um, I was pretty confident in my play, and I felt that I wasn't too interested in playing in the UKLC or the UKL because I felt that my level of play personally um, was, was like a, a cut above that, you know. Um, so going into it, I already after finishing with the resolve, I already had intentions on playing on it on a tier one, in a tier one league, um, just off off the back of that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't too much of a scary scary jump for me. I think as well, what's what's really interesting is because like, uh, um, um, you know, I admit it. Like when I saw that roster, I was very very like I was hyped for that roster because there's a lot of obviously British players in it just naturally. I think the one thing that even we kind of pointed out, and it, it is probably because you know we'd only just seen you in like the third division, in the third division, yeah, second division UK, third division over in the yeah, NLC, yeah. Um, was that you? This was kind of like a, a a time to stand out and to step up, kind of thing. It felt like this was like a real opportunity, and it it is it, it 
could have been one of those moments where it's like, yeah, it either goes really well or it, or it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. because now you've kind of in the NLC, which I would argue is um, while you played in the UKLC, this is a, a kind of a, the, the competition is a lot more like stronger than what it was prior. I feel like it, the whole UK scene has developed since merging with the with the Nordics, especially. So it, it was it was very interesting to see you kind of pop up in there, and that's why we kind of said like, well, there must be faith in in you as a player because there is kind of that jump which you wouldn't have, I think, have expected from a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then once that roster was put together and finalised, where uh, and, and I suppose once the groups had come out as well, um, where had you kind of expected? to be to be fighting for because i'd say on paper you know i think we when we did our tier list i'm pretty sure we would have put well we definitely did put barrage and Fnatic as the top two um which we would have expected and then even i'd say maybe like cover and eminem maybe would have thought they'd be at least better than they have been so had you thought you would be fighting at the top or was it was maybe just playoffs at first the aim and then kind of see from there Mm -hmm. um well i mean Aside from myself, uh, generally, mostly players have a highly de- a valued opinion of themselves, uh, right? <laughs> uh, and having talked to you know all the players when we got the team locked together, like, oh yeah, I'm better than everyone else and stuff like. That. I mean, not, <laughs> not necessarily, um, but yeah, it was that type of vibe. And but it was it was justified reason because I obviously coming in and it's the first time for me I was essentially the least experienced uh you know to most people Mm -hmm. least skilled you know um player on the roster um and i respected their experience um that these other players have you know the caliber that they have been performing at and stuff like that um and by my own assessment i thought that every player on the roster that i have around me is incredibly incredibly talented um and stacking them up against you know the other names that i saw um obviously i'm biased being in the team I, I truly thought that we had some of the best players in their roles in the entire league, bar maybe the academies. Um, so for us internally, we, um, you know, truly believed that we would be, you know, at the top contesting top four um, mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Uh, I understand that in the community, it probably wasn't seen as that. And my name itself might have been a part to do with that. Um, but no, like... Uh, I, I had the confidence in every one of them, including myself, to, that we would be um, contesting the top, and I think we've been showing that. So, I feel like as well, like a lot of a lot of the players on this roster had a point to prove. So, like Wizor didn't have the greatest of time in the in the NLC. So the fact that he managed to to stay on was kind of a, a, a kind of a sign of faith and belief in him as a player. Like, I don't think he he was no lot he was he was the best player at Singularity there, but obviously when you go. I think they were right at the bottom, weren't they? And probably arguably were the worst team last split. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of pressure to kind of prove a lot of people wrong. You had Nolte again. I think you had that kind of chance at Nordvin, but didn't really like push on as much. There was that Nordvin side as well wasn't very like it. What there were good quality players, but didn't seem to gel as much. So kind of like Nolte had a bit of uh, points to prove. I think especially as well, and we said it ourselves, and we're very open saying it that. I, I openly said that if if I thought there was going to be a British jungler coming in, it wouldn't have been Nolte. It would have, I thought what, thought it would have been someone like Soth. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I've been proven wrong because I think Nolte's been doing absolutely great. And then you've got kind of Prosper, who let's just erase the Nordovin black-white thing, but obviously kind of took his hiatus and is kind of looking for that other org. So he's got a lot of pressure to kind of come in 
and deliver. And then you've got yourself, and then you've got uh, uh, I still can't say his name. But it's just, for, for what is it? You, you can call him Fury, but we, uh, Fury. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the R's. It's the R's in the, <laughs> in the middle. It really, really does be him. But like he was like the only one where I I considered more like an unknown entity how he's how he was going to do. But again, he's absolutely smashed it. So it feels like there's a lot of points to prove, but they've they've been proven at least right now. And mm-hmm. you you are probably I would say, if not even. But like maybe even possibly a little bit stronger than what Barrage is. It, it's really interesting, and I, I can't wait to kind of see later on how how it's going to go. Because obviously you faced you faced each other before uh, just recently, didn't you? And I think yeah. Barrage got the upper hand. But again, I kind of want to see what it's going to be uh, like. We, we beat them like actually. Oh, oh yes, it was. Yeah, and that yeah. was and that was the day after they beaten Fnatic as well. So it was like, yeah, I think. Um a good impression to show in the first week at least but then um how how had you expected that game to go really so after you'd seen them beat Fnatic and they beat Fnatic pretty convincingly as well did you was there maybe a bit of um I don't want to say not like fear I don't know I wouldn't say you'd be like scared of them but like did you think it might yeah do you think it might be like a, a pretty tough game had you expected to win it still um no again this might be like some psychological hocus pocus but i think for us a lot of the confidence is stemmed from ourselves and how we perform mm-hmm. uh, and and just how we do in scrims and, and and you know how we approach the game generally um i will say i mean no one really wants to point out but i will say a lot of it had to do with the fact that they beat Fnatic with an ad carry top lane uh subbing mm-hmm. for them um so, you know, we didn't really treat that as a true assessment of how Fnatic could play. Um, you know, I mean, they completely smashed us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that combined with like how we performed in scrims and just how we were getting along as a team, like we were, we were confident in ourselves, like regardless of who the opponent was like and, and what they had done. So we went into that game with that kind of mindset and it was like, mm-hmm. well, we, we beat them. So. <laughs> Well, going on to that you game, have to, you oh, have yeah. to point out though, because uh, Nolte has put in the chat, I was wrong. Wiseo was in tricked. So, completely erase <laughs> everything that I said about Wiseo. He was great. I remember now he was great. So, <laughs> it was, uh, it was yeah, Flaxish, I, I wasn't think, it? Yeah. Yes. It I, was I didn't put it good. out, but yeah, you mentioned it. I was like, wait, wait. Wiseo came top four with trick, didn't he? Like, I can't remember. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely fair, Nolte. So, I, I apologize for, for the comments as well before, but you, you've got me on that one. So <laughs> Good stuff. Um, but yeah, going on to like, the game against Fnatic then. Um, maybe won't, won't go through too, for it too much if you say that you got smashed. But um, what was it like, even just first of all, just like having you've just played in the UKL and then a split later, you're against forbidden like was there yeah. was there kind of like a, a thought that you've you know it's a chance to sort of step up and i know you obviously you're not in the same lane as him but just the fact that you're on the you know in the same match did you think you know like there was a chance to, to sort of show off a bit or um or would you just kind of treat it like any other game i mean it definitely uh changed like my mindset going in you know i mean you, you can pretend like you're not excited or mm-hmm. like seeing a name like that like i i see them in solo queue all the time and i'm like it's whatever like we're all playing on the same game but when i realize i'm actually playing a competitive game against like a player of that caliber with that name mm-hmm. who's you know what solo killed faker or whatever at worlds mm-hmm. and it's like 
wow like i'm i'm really climbing you know like i'm i'm getting to the point where it's like this competition is real you know i mean obviously it's still um you know the lc we're all at homes you know we're not in a stadium or anything like that but uh it, it, it was cool seeing it and i'm i'm not gonna lie seeing you know playing against Fnatic, whether it's the academy team or not it's got the name Fnatic on it like mm -hmm. maybe not for the other players like they're more experienced than i am you know prospect was on Fnatic himself <laughs> but for me it's like god damn you know <laughs> they have ever been on the roster um i will say though uh i was just more focused on like how it performed in bot lane yeah. so m maybe for i felt differently but i was uh i was like you can deal with that mate <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think kind of went went wrong in that game then because i've sort of watched it back again um yesterday i feel like most of it, it didn't feel like they were even really that ahead i think i remember like the 2v2 bot you guys had even were sort of out on top i think there was like a like you got kind of zoned off like a few minions at the start and they, they even the casters said that like they'll you know they'll have the level lead for the whole lane now but then like 10 minutes later you guys had the cs lead anyway so yeah what kind of went wrong with, with the game if, if from one way to put it um yeah i mean that level one we were it's funny because we practiced that bot lane matchup quite a few times and we knew what to do we just didn't do it right at the beginning like well we'll we'll play the rest of the lane right and we, and we did we we had them under their tower lane quite low um for what went wrong um i think it was a combination of it was not exactly the draft we ideally had in mind because one of their early bands it um actually Maybe I shouldn't reveal too much, but something. <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was something in the band that threw us. Torek is in the chat, so yeah, just, <laughs> you know, code words only, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> um, but yeah, and it just eventually resulted in us not having um, uh, a draft that we were all comfortable comfortable playing. Mm -hmm. So going in, we already felt uncomfortable in the game with like a sort of shaky game plan. Um, and I think we did all right at the beginning with what mm -hmm. we, um, the tools we were, you know, piloting. Um, I will say there was one maybe key pivotal engage on bot side um, that went wrong and it kind of flipped the whole game from, you know, being in our favor of controlling the game to, you know, Fnatic. But uh, for an academy team, you can't really ever give them that opportunity because they'll take it and run away with it, which is what they did. Um, but yeah, after that engage, because we already had a comp that we weren't comfortable playing, we kind of got lost in the mess of well what do we do now and we were, we were a bit lost on the map um i will say we could have played more aggressive and looked for more opportunities but i mean it was really after that the combination of you know being on champions we hadn't like per se practiced too much um we were kind of thrown off and uh they just you know took the whole game away and uh you know ran away with the lead so mm -hmm. i think as well it's like i think you're touching on like a great point though with with the academy sides because uh, both of them I, I don't think have looked like brilliant, like to, to what we would expect them to be, you know, when they're competing for EU Masters. But the thing is that what we're realizing with both Excel and Fnatic Academy is that no matter if they're behind, if there's kind of like a, a moment where they can capitalize on something, once they've capitalized on it, it's very, very hard to keep that going. Like it keeps, you know, things keep going up and, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just saw someone in the background. Right. I, think the, I think on the stream they can't see it. But... <laughs> no, that's sorry. Um, 
So, no, but what I'm saying is that it's very hard for kind of other teams then to capitalize because what they do is they grab it and they'll keep that lead and then they'll just propel themselves. And it seems to now that it's always seems to be, you know, BT aren't doing that great. Uh, Fnatic aren't doing that great. And then they'll win one team fight and it's like, well, they're not just giving that. They're not giving it up anymore. And that's what it kind of feels like throughout. But um, And I think it's just because it's it's early on, on in the season. But it is nice to see you know, not just complete domination by mm -hmm. both the academy sides, because it's nice to see that there is still competition for them. Because that was the big worry, I think. I think yeah. a lot of people worried because there, there were these two kind of, what I, I would class like EU Masters super teams. And, you know, you kind of hope that other teams around them can compete with that. And it does seem like they are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely they've looked a lot more shaky than the sort of unbreakable wall type deal they seem like in the in the leagues gone by whereas like oh we're up against them let's just whatever we'll just play whatever and see see if we can do all right but no they definitely look a lot more shaky and contestable uh mm -hmm. this time around is the word i'd use yeah um, and honestly i, I yeah I, i'd feel comfortable trying to contest them you know this time around so mm -hmm. i think it's important as well especially with like the eu master spots when we had uh goldborg on he said he'd actually heard from players that didn't really want to play in the NLC because they don't see a way of getting to E Masters when there's only two spots. So the fact, like, as long as someone, as long as as long as teams are still competing them and they're not just winning every game. So that, I think even just for the fact that Riddle got to E Masters last time was like quite important to, even if some players still chose not to play, to still actually see, show players that it is possible. So um, yeah, anyone that's that's given either of them a run for their money, it's always good. I think. Until... Oh, and, and Maxi, who was who was at there, you look kind of that Riddle roster as a whole, and, and most of them have gone on to like bigger and better things. You know, mm -hmm. you, you even look at Maxi you now; he's at Fnatic Rising. So clearly, like there is still worth being in, exactly. you know, the NLC because it, it could lead to even better opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, just until one of them actually wins it and hopefully gets us one or two more spots. Well, that's them. it. We'll yeah, we've got we've got these two EU Masters super teams, and I genuinely, I know we're so far off. EU Masters, but if if we don't have a good showing with 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 these two teams, or you know one of the two teams anyway, and they don't win it, I'm gonna be so upset. Yeah. Like, even, I feel like there's so much pressure. Even for that, it, we have to win it. The only way we can yeah. get three spots now is we win it and we beat Poland. You know, <laughs> that's essentially what it is. In the in each semi final, Fnatic knocks out uh, Rogue and and XL knocks out. Um, the other one, I've lost my kick. But um, I've completely lost what I was going to say while you were talking there, Tom. I had something in mind. Um, oh, yeah, that was it. The, um, no, it's literally gone again. Never mind. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> after that Fnatic game then um, was against Eminem. And Eminem was one where when we looked at their roster uh, on our tier list, it was like quite a few people we hadn't seen, basically hadn't heard of that much, um, mainly because they hadn't been around the UK team too much. Um what do you make of their start? Because they've we kind of put them towards the bottom. Again, we didn't know maybe too much about them, but then they haven't really put up much so far. I'm pretty sure their only win was maybe against like Kova or, or Riddle, one of the other sort of strugglers. Um, so yeah, what do you make of them and, and how that game went as well? I mean, from my background, I've come to realize that you probably shouldn't judge players just because you haven't heard of them. Like you know, yeah. me personally, like, you know, I'm sure that no one's heard of me and I've pleasantly surprised them. So, you know, I try to avoid that sort of uh, thought process. Um, but 
of the things that I can judge factually, and that's their gameplay from the games I've seen. Um, they do not seem to be as strong as, or they just they just don't seem that strong. As I was going to say, as something else, but uh, they just don't seem that um, coherent as a team. You know, is, is the way I describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just plays everywhere or being lost in the map and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd say maybe they have room to develop, but currently with how their gameplay looks, it doesn't seem to be too strong of a mm-hmm. team. And do you do you reckon you guys will get that like Aatrox Yone combo through draft again? Because like those fights in that game were just disgusting. Like because it, it kind of even seemed like almost a bit even. And then I remember like the one at Drake especially. It was just it was awful to watch. Like it was just disgusting. It was a fun draft. <laughs> I hope it was fun to watch because it's just like it was like fireworks, like people exploding everywhere. You know, it's really really fun to play. I mean that that was the plan we had. You know, going against like. Yeah, again, I don't want to reveal too much, but yeah. that was the problem going in. <laughs> well, um, you can reveal it because I don't think, yeah, I don't see that getting through again, but we'll see. Um, so should we talk about, um, we talked a little bit about Group B then, and you mentioned a thing about not judging teams, yeah? And so, you know, let's talk about how we all judge, well, me and Lee anyway, judged BTXL, you know, and the 4 and out. no, like Granite. Granite are quite good like is is it bad to say that you know we put them at d tier i i believe i put them as my only d yeah that's what we they were literally (laughs) the only team that was in that the lowest bracket and but they look great like Mm -hmm. genuinely like you i knew that i i remember watching the first game of them in the first week and being like messaging me and saying we've messed up already (laughs) because immediately like it's not just like when they when they won it's like uh, you could kind of see like, oh, a team's won, but it was like sloppy or it's like, yeah, they've won, but they doesn't really show kind of the quality sometimes. Yeah. But they actually look like a really good unit, a really good squad. And let's be honest, I'm probably making playoffs. Like, what did you think of like Granite? Because did you know any about anything about these people? Because a lot of people were, well, especially from the UK scene, like just weren't aware of this team. Yeah. They even meant to, if, sorry, if it was the UK scene as well, apparently they might not, they weren't even meant to be coming in, were they? Because they were like, why can't we yeah, have a UK true, team yeah. going in? <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is why now. <laughs> like... I mean, I, I think that just speaks of the, the inherent fallacy of tier lists and that mm-hmm. if you don't know the players, you can't really fairly make an assessment mm-hmm. for like, where to put any of them. And that's, that's true for Granite especially, because I think literally in all five roles, no one had really heard of anyone, so to speak um but clearly they've they've shown up and um i've not really watched all their games in detail so i can't say like as a team how well they perform but the the one player i have in mind is sahira their mid laner is popping off every game i see like 1v9ing team fights and stuff mm-hmm. like that especially in the um nordavin game because i actually watched that one like uh, i sorry turned the whole game around with like yeah. one ulti up the wall like killing them all in the team so I'm, I'm really interested in that player specifically but the fact they're taking games off nordavin in the first place um you know yeah so, really proving people wrong so don't expect his victor to be allowed through that much longer <laughs> it does not uh, just seem obvious i do want to mention to you at what point do we slate nord uh because <laughs> we obviously they were they were zero and two uh i believe in week one weren't they they're the one of one uh i really thought they were gonna like push on yeah and, and mm-hmm. uh, 
what is up with Northern? Like, genuinely, I look at the players on this Northern side, and I think these players should be where Granite are. If I'm being, if I, if mm-hmm. I looked at kind of for me the yeah, players, yeah. I was like, this is where I would see Northern's spot being. Like, why do you think it's just like not clicking right now? I, I think it will. And I keep, I think I'll be, I'll be in week like how many weeks have we got competing here? So there's five weeks. I'll be in week four, and I'll be like, they'll still be in the fifth position I'm like, yeah, but it's gonna click it's gonna <laughs> click with them you know because I, I just can't believe this team not getting playoffs but when we actually look at kind of granite we look at kind of even trey you know uh, the only other team i could think of is like godsend you know and and, and i didn't expect nordovin to kind of be in that position right now i find it fascinating yeah let me let me see if uh, let me see if Curbs in the chat so I can truly slate them or not. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm good with friends with uh, Curb. You know, having our history been on on demise and stuff like that. Um, uh, and I've also been in the same position where the individual names of players on a roster should have be doing, you know, more than the expected of them or, or like how they're actually performing. Um, I can't really say what reason it might be. It could be something internally. Um, you know, maybe the players aren't meshing well together. Maybe, you know, some people are just on different pages of how they want to approach the game and things like that. I mean, it's like growing pains that happen with um, yeah. with every team. Um, I, I hope. I do think they'll grow. I do think they will develop. And like, and the thing is, though, is like, and it's hard for me to say, because I, I love watching Kerberos play. Like for anybody who like listens to this podcast regularly, I I will not go a single podcast without saying how much I love Mummers <laughs> and love Kerberos, yeah, because I I love them as top planers, um, for completely different reasons. So I, I want what's best for Kerberos. I want I want him to absolutely smash it. Um, but right now there just doesn't seem to be something going. And I think it does, like you're saying. I think it's growing pains. Um, if I'm being honest, like wow. It says that they're out of the playoffs if you actually look at the Leagueopedia thing. The joint fourth with Godsent. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick one, I would say that Northern are better than Godsent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's probably no worry with the fact that they'll make it into playoffs. But I just was kind of like, I was expecting a little bit more from yeah. them. And I, hopefully it will it will kind of happen. I, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, just knowing the situation, that they were actually really, really late in the season to start scrimming. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know, but they have their old housing um for yeah, the team. Yeah. um and because of covid and stuff like that it took a, a long time to start flying players in and things like that so they actually started scrimming really really late compared to most teams mm-hmm. which might be to do with it but, yeah um, i i trust i trust that they'll do well so mm-hmm. yeah because one thing we actually said on our on that tier list episode was like on paper when you look at that roster you you could kind of imagine them playing through any of the lanes like they didn't they didn't have anyone that looked like they particularly like thrive playing like weak side like some people do where they'll just play solid and let someone else carry so we kind of said at that point you know it's maybe quite a dangerous team because they could play through anywhere but then perhaps that could also maybe even make it harder to sort of work out what the identity is because they could maybe rather than just sticking to one sort of style and just focusing on that they might do some scrims playing through top and then think no it's not working we'll try mid and then we'll try bot and i don't know that could maybe play into it as well something like that but um, yeah, I definitely would expect them to start picking it up. Um, maybe on that note, we could transition through to some uh, predictions. 
one one northern game uh, northern game we'll we'll talk about as well um and yeah just go through a few of the games this week we won't go through every single game on the episode at least so if there's a game that you want us you know you're interested to see what our picks would be and we and you don't hear it on here uh, do drop us a follow on twitter because we'll we'll still have our usual graphics coming out but um what's, which... the, uh, what's the what's the twitter lead just in case <laughs> it's on the screen at 96 n-i-n-e-t-e-s-i-x uh all of our twitter's on the screen as well so um there's my first twitter plug we'll do another one at the end too but um yeah just going into some of the games then so we're, we've picked out two games each day that we think are maybe more some of the more interesting ones uh i'm not going to put you on the spot and we haven't got any singularity games because uh not to jinx it but they look like ones that you should probably win anyway so I, i'm pretty sure we would have just all agreed on them um one that i picked out then for day one to start with is tricked against granite so uh, i think both still on so they're both three and one uh obviously like we've been saying granite kind of looking like above expectations but then with the win from nordavind you could maybe say that just the expectations were wrong and they're actually just good so i thought this was a pretty tricky one to maybe pick a winner um i've i've gonna i'm gonna go for tricked but to be honest it was like basically a coin flip and i was just think kind of it's one of those like do you go with your head or your heart and i was thinking tricked still should be the better team but then granite should have been the worst team in like every game they've played so far so i would you know very much expect to be wrong well i am a believer in the church of sahira and i think that <laughs> this guy gets his two well, I mean, two trick champs of Rise or uh, Victor. I think this guy's just going to run away with the game. Like, I, I don't want to make the mistake of betting against Granite. And really, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a win-win if I bet on them and they lose. And they lose, you know. So I, I don't really mind. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Granite. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really difficult one actually because it's like it's one of those where again I've said like if I looked at this at the beginning of the split, if we did like we just got to predict everything, you know, on first like before the first week, I'd be like, well. This is an easy one-nil trick, but mm-hmm. I I am gonna go. See, I don't know how. Right, Join I would me. go. I would go granite. Yeah, but then I'm like, but a chew has been so good. That's true. I think, yeah. That's true. I think he's yeah. been so like again. You know, the trifecta has left him with soft and Matt, uh, and pad leaving him. You know, and he's he's out on his own and he's proving <laughs> wrong. So I'm gonna say a chew is gonna have a great game. But Granite's gonna win, so mm-hmm. yeah, well, best of both worlds. I, I can respect go, that. For, I can respect go that. for he's gonna carry, but then you're right. Like Sahira's gonna come in and just be like, "No, this is this is my game." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like... I see them. Um, and the other one I picked out for day one then is Dusty against Nordavind. So kind of going on the opposite end, two strugglers. Um, like we've been saying, obviously Nordavind not doing anywhere near expectation. Um, Dusty, I think, was one where we'd kind of thought they'd be sort of maybe middle of the pack didn't expect maybe too much of of a push into playoffs or anything but um i don't think anyone would have thought they'd be zero four at this point um especially obviously given that granite was expected below them um so obviously a good chance for them to actually get their first win against nordvind who obviously you know would i imagine be pretty low in confidence right now i'm gonna actually go for dusty just just because of that like yeah i don't know nordvind have obviously don't look themselves the granite they would have probably thought is was their chance to get back on track and then it was a long game as well and i'm sure to lose a longer game like that is like even more of a um a kick in the teeth so yeah i've this gone for dusty, dusty to pull one out this is this is dust like 
Right, no point <laughs> for Dusty, right? Yeah, because I, I gave you the excuse of said like, oh, Legions is in the mid lane in week one, so yeah, maybe that's yeah. They, they were He's getting warmed the up. Yeah, but I with with how good that Granite are, or how good Granite seem to be anyway, uh, with kind of Godsent, like maybe I'm uh, looking a little bit shaky, and how good I think Nordavind are gonna be. I think this is pretty difficult for Dusty now, actually, looking at the group overall. Uh, I, I have, I, I don't know if you realize, but I have voted for Dusty quite a lot already. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I voted for Dusty like three out of the four times because I was like, I was like, yeah, Dusty's consistent. They're going to be consistent. They might be consistent, but not for the right reason. <laughs> um, no, that's unfair because I, I do, and I want Dusty to do well, but I, I really want Nordvin to to keep gaining a little bit more momentum, keep building themselves. So I am going to go for a Nordvin win. This could change, and I think this could be very beneficial to both sides. If Dusty win this, like this could genuinely be kind of one of those games to kind of push them up and, and prepare them and keep them going, um, and which could alternatively make it even worse for Nordovin. But if Nordovin win this, then obviously they're kind of back into this kind of what you'd expect them to be, which is a playoff race and a high playoff race at that. So it's a very important game, but I'm going to go Nordovin. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm coming into it with a different perspective, and that's I've seen recently that Dusty has changed their coaching staff mm -hmm. from them lol or something to to Quickseth. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that you know Quickseth won't make a good job of it, but I just know that the environment and team generally, when such large drastic changes like that occur, you know halfway through the split, generally it's not good vibes. Like it's it's probably quite a uncomfortable environment to be in. Just you know for the players, you know potentially mm -hmm. thinking, oh, if they can replace a coach, they might replace me. You know something like that. Um, and I think that will probably affect their gameplay coming into the weeks. Um, just, just you know, from my personal experience too. Um, and I also want Curb to do well, so I'm going to vote for Nordovin. <laughs> <That's fair laughs> I, I am going to just say as a, as a counter-argument to that, well, while I don't think that you're wrong and it could have a negative effect, there is also a chance that, you know, maybe these players have said, look, can we bring someone in mm -hmm. for a little bit extra support? And... They, and he's been brought in, you know, because of that. And so it could also have another effect as well. And we'll probably find out. It'll be interesting actually to see how Dusty have changed with the style. Yeah, and, and if we see a little bit of a difference between them. So, it, you know, it could it could cause more problems, but it could also be something that they drastically needed and maybe thought, right, straight away, this needs to happen kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I, 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 well, it's time will tell with that change, I think. But uh, mm -hmm. it could be good or it could be bad. I don't think it's going to be like, the same you know i don't think we're not going to yeah. see any difference no yeah. let's see them um going on to day two then so day two was like a bit of a tricky one to actually choose which games for us to talk about because i think most of them seem pretty one-sided um so the first game we've gone with is granite against godsend which i'm gonna guess that we're all gonna say granite um but i think it's still an interesting one just because of oh maybe not. wow Come on. why right. different angle here i think um you've got so here's the story <laughs> granite, yeah who were the godsend of last split you know last split godsend were the were the were the underdogs the mm -hmm. unknown entities you know they've come in you know the granites took their mantle but godsend are also like no we're gonna take that back <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> i don't know go, go on it's a bit of fun everybody's <laughs> gonna pick granite here let's go godsend yeah fair enough to reclaim the the title of underdogs you know let's go for let's go for a bit of godsend 
But I do like um, Granite, and my heart does actually want Granite to win. But well, I think I, as well for for Godsend, like this was so this is like a mirror match of of the first uh, of both teams' first game of the split, um, and that was kind of the the point where Granite sort of showed themselves and Sahira did that interview afterwards that everyone everyone loved and I think for Godsend it's a chance for them to say like right enough of this now we're going to show we are actually the better team um and, and maybe step up so I think that's kind of why I've gone for it as well as, as one that we could um sort of highlight because I think there's that kind of storyline to it as well but um Dragda are you brave enough for a Godsend prediction or not? <laughs> I do enjoy a good underdog story, but <laughs> fiction isn't reality. This is an underdog under an underdog. <laughs> this is like this is like double underdog. <laughs> David versus David. Yeah, no, I mean, I just got to go with the facts, and I'm going to stick with Granite. Cool. Sorry, I think that's a safer bet. Um, but then going on to day three, then one that I wanted to highlight was uh, another. Another one did of a couple. Of... For, did we do two for day two, or did we just? Are we just picking? Oh no, I've, yeah, I'm skipping one. I'm an idiot. Um, Dusty against Tricks. I've gone for as another one, um, and I think this could kind of depend on what happens day one. A, a part of it. So Tricks and and Granite on day one, you know, is one that we maybe think could be quite close. Obviously, they're equal standings, and I think from Tricks' point of view, with Granite being a better team right now um, than Dusty, maybe their focus is going to be more on preparing for the Granite game and. And maybe they're not going to be too focused on what this Dusty are doing, and especially we're saying with Dusty having new coaches coming in, they might, you know, they might swap things around, and I don't know, they might just come out with something Trick don't expect. So um, I'm still going Tricked because I, I want the points. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought at least it's one we can kind of build up and, and maybe see a way that it could go unexpected. Because, like I said before, this this day is like all top versus bottom teams. So I'm 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 trying here, okay. But, um... Yeah, no tricked. I, I, I've said I've said enough tricked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good point to bring up, though. Um, you know, I, I do think Trick might be slightly underprepared coming into the game against Dusty, and who knows, it might be a you know a new Dusty that comes out and, and shows off. But uh, I've been taught to go for high percentage opportunities, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go trick. Cool, fair enough. Um... That's a that's a proper ADC. That is it. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be per perfect. Sport goes in. Ninety percent chance. I don't know. <laughs> Kaiser. <Kaisel. laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, going on to uh, to day three then. So the first one is a a game of strugglers. So we have got Kova against Eminem. Um, both one and three. Um, and weirdly enough, the winner of this would then jump up into playoffs as well. So which is kind of mad considering because it's a bit weird with Group B obviously at the moment where there's you guys with um, Barrage and Fnatic that are all three and one and then everyone else is one and three. So it's like the teams are doing good and then the, half the team's doing crap. So it's obviously a, it's like, like in football terms, what we'd call a six pointer. I suppose it'd be a two pointer in um, in best of one games. But um, yeah, I think it's a tough one to call because like both teams haven't showed an awful lot just yet. Um yeah, I'll let you, one of you guys take it first, then before I reveal mine, and, and maybe give me a reason to actually pick one more convincingly. I mean, I've not played against Kova yet, I don't think. No, I haven't, I haven't. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really know much about them. I've not watched their games. I will say, I do think Eminem have room to, to grow. I know their mid laner Air has been doing quite well. Um, so, you know, maybe it's not a fair assessment to make, because I don't know much about Kova, but just from having seen Eminem like slowly getting better, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Eminem. 
Uh, I'm also going to go for Eminem. I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head up there. I think while there's not much to kind of scream positive about, Air House looks good. And if kind of the, the other components around him can can kind of get into get into shape a little bit more, I, I think they actually could be. And for me, they actually look more like a playoff side right now than you look at kind of Cover, Cover and Riddle. So out of all of that, them three, I think the one which actually looks more like a playoff side is Eminem. But Cover, I don't, I don't know what to think about Cover. I mean, because is I feel like this is what I expected from Cover you know, kind of coming in. But they they can still have an opportunity here. And, you know, it's not like they've, they're 0-4. You know, they, they have won. So it's not a, an impossible game to kind of, you know, see them win. Yeah. But I am going to go for Eminem. But Lee, you should definitely go for Cover. Right? Yeah, I'll go for him then. Sorry, I've, you know, it's a chance to make up a point if you guys are both going the other way. Um, and to be fair, I... Cover B, uh, Riddle. Yeah. So, yeah, so... But um, I think I'd kind of expected a bit more from them, to be honest. Like, I think um, mainly the reason being that they st- stuck with most of the roster from last year and kind of would expect it to, to sort of grow on that. Uh, obviously, they made a couple of changes and maybe they just still need some bedding in. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And uh, yeah, this is the week we'll see them gel, I reckon. Um, but then finishing off our predictions for the episode then, the next game I've gone for is uh, Barrage against Fnatic. Obviously, another sort of on the upper end, basically. Two teams that are both three and one. Um, Barrage obviously beat them the first time, but like you said, with their sub top laner that was a and not actually a top laner. So we, now yeah, we call him a top laner. Poor <laughs> kid, like sixteen year old playing playing top when he's yeah. But to be fair, he played Orn like both games in the, and he just press R twice with Orn and Orn and Malka. Yeah. He actually did uh, really well on Malka. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. he, he he did decently well in that game. Not too bad. But then, um, so with is it better than support? Dragdar, do you think being in top lane is better than playing the support? I <laughs> have no comment on that. <laughs> Play Malkai support now, so you know. Oh, that's <laughs> than that, yeah. yeah. Well then, um, well, how do we see it going then? Obviously, Barrage won the first one, but then now with Pride back, do we see that there's any chance it could happen again? I, I don't think there is. I'm going to go for Nike, but yeah, I've got a bit more info on both the teams now. I haven't played against them both. Um, and Fnatic with a full roster, of course. And um, obviously at Singularity, we watch Barrage quite closely because they're the other team contesting in the uh, you know top three of our group. Um, and honestly, their games have looked really, really sloppy, like complete crazy clan fiesta to get. I don't know if you you guys have watched them, but they're like 40-minute long bangers. Where, yeah. Like you, don't, you just don't know who's going to win, right? Well, was it the um, one against Kova where it would it got like really long and then... Yeah. And then three, so many Elder Drakes, and, and then Kova like just like left the base totally open. <laughs> it was just like yeah. two TPs, it was over. And I was watching it, and I was like, you know, I remember literally when they, I think it was it was at Drake or something, and Kova just all steamed towards it. And I was thinking, they're just going to get backdoored. And then it just happened in like five seconds. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's funny as well because uh, I, I like all the guys at Barrage anyway, but seeing their tweets basically like, oh, that was rough. And like, my, I've watched some of the games afterwards, and the barrage games were the games which I only recently just watched today. But I saw the tweet say, "Oh, rough game," and I was like, "Oh, that means they've lost." Then they've lost. Who are they facing? Covers? Like, nah, surely not. And then I played it. I'm like, oh, I can see why they're disappointed <laughs> in the result, but like, they've won either way. So it's because it, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of expectation on that barrage side to not only win but to perform as well. We've we've arguably said it's 
probably the best barrage side that they've they've had in terms of names involved. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, see, it's difficult because I look at the Fnatic game and I'm like, they smashed them not just because Pride wasn't, you know, wasn't there. Like, they, they beat them all over, you know. But I am going to... Uh, I'm going to go Fnatic Rising because I do think that right now, I think Fnatic Rising look the best, despite XL being 4-0. Actually, in terms of performances, I, I really think that Fnatic have got a lot more room to grow and, and kind of got a lot in them, which uh, which I'm already seeing right now with Pride just being back in. You know, it, arguably, I could say that they might have been 4-0 if Pride was in, you know, with, with, without those issues there. So I kind of take away that victory, even though Barrage played very well and deservedly won. This is kind of the tester to see, okay, mm-hmm. you beat kind of uh, the sub-boss of Fnatic Rising, but can you beat the main boss now? <laughs> you've, got, you've got pride there. Um, yeah. So it's it, it's a very, very interesting match, but I, I am just going to give it to Fnatic. I don't think it's going to be like massively, um, massively like, uh, massively big. There's not going to be a big difference between mm-hmm. the two, but I could I could tell you how this game is go. Barrage is going to do really well early game. Like they're going to get a gold lead, yeah. And Fnatic Rise are going to make some mistakes, and then suddenly they'll win a team fight, and then it'll be, they'll just get gold, and that's it. That and win. Vaguely familiar. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> uh, no, I, I 100% agree with you guys. I think maybe not to discredit Barrage at all, but I think maybe going into game one with their sub Fnatic might not have been all fully tryharding together. I mean, perhaps they were. Like, I don't, I don't want to discredit Barrage. They won that game quite confidently. I mean, it was Febberson's first game in the NLC, oh, so I, 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 he I must have been sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just having played against them with their full roster and seeing them take one opportunity and blow it mm-hmm. up to like a completely dominant game, I think um, with how sloppy I've seen in the last games with Barrage, if they keep playing like that, I think Fnatic will just not allow it <laughs> they'll, they'll take mistakes and run away with it so uh, i'm going with Fnatic. cool and then um, just have a quick check on where the scores are at the moment so we do add up the predictions week by week um i am currently in the lead not to brag um with 16 but it's... I, vote, I vote for dusty right <laughs> yeah, you actually have the only time you didn't was against excel <laughs> oh okay did you just vote against dusty now uh, yeah, no, I've I've got against us there. I've, I've not <laughs> now they're gonna win. Now they're gonna win. <laughs> Let's see. Um, but yeah, then Tom, you're just behind me, one point, one point behind, and then our guests are one point behind that. So it's still it's all to play for. So I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back for them. What do you say, Tom? Exactly that, because we've got what twenty four. So out of, yeah, so out of twenty four, I've got sixteen. You've got fifteen, and then guests fourteen. Um, I think Fo- yeah, Fox dropped last week. Kind of entered a few of them. He only got seven out of twelve, and I I got a good a solid ten, so that that helped. Um, but yeah, we'll see how they go. And like I said, if there's any any games that we didn't talk about today, obviously you can check on Twitter and see those. Um, and I think um, we can sort of start rounding out. I think Tom, you um you kind of need to go right, so it's a bit yes, late. So I, I was I was meant to leave. 15 minutes ago but it's fine don't worry yes so my fault i've been talking (laughs) (laughs) so before we finish up then i'm going to very quickly just we'll just quickly have a look at how um the uk el has been playing out see we are hosted by the uk el um so there were some games today um and if anyone has missed them uh, then you should be able to see on the screen now how the table is looking so we see their demise academy the only team still undefeated so at the top uh four and oh um, more or less everyone else on two and two, except for Hive and Monster Rugby, uh, who are both just about in the bottom two at the moment, at one and three. 
obviously all the chance. But the, the biggest, the biggest talky point is that Munster, Munster got a game today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they got a game, you know. So on the up, exactly. On the up. Only up from there. Um, and then talking to Munster, they do actually kick off um, week three. So on Thursday, next game's coming up. We've got Hive against Munster Rugby uh, in the first game. Then we've got Lucendi against Demise Academy, uh, Viperio against Mythos, and London against Nerd Rage. Uh, and that's this Thursday at 6pm. So do tune into those. And then, um, yeah, other than that, if you want to watch more episodes of this, of the NTS podcast, you can obviously follow here at the UKL. We're usually live every Sunday, uh, a slight change of time this week. Um, but otherwise, if you're listening back later on on Spotify or YouTube, you can obviously follow there too. And you can follow all of us once again on Twitter, uh, and they're all on the screen. And um, yeah, that's more or less it. Thanks for listening.